Good afternoon, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep, a podcast about movies and friendship. This is season five, Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse, and we are just four deadly assassins who are playing a very long movie-watching game. Or are we? Yes, we are. But are we? We'll find out. I'm your host, Alex Falcone, recording, as always, from North Koreatown in Los Angeles, and I'm joined by uh, at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter. He's in Southeast Portland. He was orphaned as a young, at a young age and was never given a name. With no family to live up to, he devoted himself to the sword. It's Anthony Lopez. I've spent the last week reading all of your posts on the internet, because as we know, <laughs> shit posting and sword technique go hand in hand. And That's how you know how yeah. somebody fights. There's only 19 types of shit posts, but you've asked for a 20th type of shit post, yeah. and that that is what you yeah. yeah. If you read some shit posts, yeah. when I'm saying we're gonna unify, there'll be only one kind of shit post. This yeah. is too confusing. Also joining us, he's the co-host of the Old Gamers Almanac podcast. He's in the woods of Brooklyn. He's endured endless criticism, endless attempts on his life, and no one has ever grasped what he's trying to do. It's Hunter Donaldson. Yeah, I agree. Frankly, that's just true about me. Nobody ever, <laughs> nobody ever gets me. You even know? your employees think you're a tyrant. Yeah, even my employees think I'm a tyrant. Yes, and this movie should end with me in charge. <laughs> in the Northern California, rounding up the panel, um, Flying Snow and Broken Sword sacrificed themselves so he could just have a drink within 10 paces of me. It's Ezra Fox. <laughs> that's... That's such a weird incentive system, right? Oh, like, so can, this is you get land gold, and you can have a drink there. Mm. It's it's just wild. Like we should should the FBI be trying this on the wanted posters more often, where it's like like hey, ten thousand dollars also get to drink with the director of the FBI. Mm. Well, what's also so funny about this movie is that if the prize was you get to drink within eleven paces of me, no one would ever be able yeah. to hurt him. Nobody. He yeah, just no he, he was so foolish. This king. To let somebody in the death within ten paces. Well, zone. I mean, you have to think That's this king, a... what uh, apparently hasn't slept in two years, hasn't taken off his yeah. armor once in two years. It's been completely yeah. isolated. Yeah. The guy smells terrible. Hasn't had a single piece of human contact in two years. Just completely. Yeah, surprisingly good conversationalist. Yeah. We we were locked down for COVID with the internet, and people forgot how to talk. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's wild. Though at the end, though, like you have like a thousand people running at him, just chanting in unison, oh. like <laughs> very complex things which they must have you practiced. Mean this movie uh. ends with the emperor getting peer pressured into killing somebody. Uh, very yeah, dram- into his only yeah. friend. Yo, you look um, really weak unless you kill this guy. Think you should uh, all do it. Fine. Well, no, he got him on a technicality because he was like, "Look, the key to a good swordsman is putting down the sword." but I never said arrows. Mm. <laughs> it was very tricky. Tricky King. Very tricky King. All right. This episode is brought to you as always by our fabulous meat buddies who continue to donate long after they re- they forgot that they've done it, especially uh, David, who we'll hear more about later. Um, if you'd like to join them and get a recurring charge on your credit card to forget about, you can keep the show limping down the tracks by going to metreon.com. And we really appreciate everybody who sacrifices for the show. Um, now, let me talk first briefly about the news. Ezra, what's new in donut news this week? Okay, so one, um, life is like fleeting because the churdo is almost gone. Mm. Uh, <laughs> actually, this sorry, is what I subscribed to the Krispy Kreme newsletter for is to find out life is fleeting. <laughs> uh, also, also, we have now the uh, Autumn's Orchard uh, donuts. Um, so this is, uh, you know, Orchards are a thing people care about in autumn. 
And yeah. it seems like they're apples involved, but not apple just apples in the donuts. And you can get one for free today um, with oh. uh, a promo code free treat. So also, I don't know how the economy works anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I I have always thought that uh, I think Krispy Kreme of all donuts, the taste is closest to zero dollars. Mm. Like it just evap. Like there's such light, right. they just disappear in your mouth. You're like, ah, it should have been free. Yeah, the the so like the I can Bitcoin see it. of of food you, like you understand yeah they really yeah it's they're, really they're probably worth something but i don't understand how and i don't think they're real but they are i guess <laughs> there's still somehow a lot of people lost money all right and that thank you ezra for the donut news all right in other news um it's been a big news day for mail kimp and our the good the good people at mail kimp um <laughs> You guys, Serial released the, the first two episode of season one in eight years. Uh, Mail? Yeah. Um, you guys remember the opening mm. of that show where the lady yeah, couldn't pronounce right. chimp? Yeah. Mm. Good job. Good <laughs> and they were like, we're going to use that take. Um, so you guys remember Serial, the podcast that invented podcasting. Oh, yeah. And they, oh, yes. um, uh, they finally got an ending to their first story that they told. Oh. Uh, uh, season one subject Adnan Saeed was released uh, from jail. Uh, his conviction was overturned, was thrown out. Thrown out is actually one of my favorite legal system mm. things. They don't just dismiss it. They they huck it. They like yeah, yeah. your yeah. original conviction. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. Um, but uh, so how do you guys feel? Are you guys relieved that justice has changed? I don't know. You, it'd be hard to say. Yeah. Assuming it's, he is innocent. To, 25 years in jail yeah, hard it's to say hard justice. It's feel good served, about but. anyone who had 23 years, 24 years of their life taken from them. Um, it is wild yeah. when yeah. the state is like, oh, we, we did a bad yeah. thing. We did a boo-boo. Uh-oh. I think we, we messed, messed up. up. Oh, yeah. shit. Um, and then they're just like, and then they're just like, all right, well, we're going to make it right by by fixing our mistake now. And that'll be the end yeah. of it. Well, it's we also will fun. Process accomplished. Good work, the state. I so, held myself accountable. <laughs> and now this, everything's good. This is the one mistake I've made, though. The rest, those yeah. were all good. We're sure. All good. Yeah. And everyone's happy and fine now. Yeah. Says Everything I, the worked out. Wow. Whew, I'm sure are glad this chapter Whew. is over. Let's move on to yeah. the next one. Yep. No hard feelings. Think- <laughs> We're all good now. I, I mean, the state, as we know, does have the, the Shawshank Redemption policy where if after 20 years of being innocent, you don't dig yourself out. OK, we'll let you go. Uh, you good. You didn't <laughs> dig a hole behind a post we on the wall. We gave you enough yeah. time that with a tiny rock hammer, you should have been able but to get out. It, so, and if you didn't do it in that yeah. time, fine, go for it. Um, I. It's so funny thinking back on that time. Remember when um serial invet- invented uh, storytelling, yeah. um, and and true crime. What a weird. I was just so my the thing I keep thinking about. I can't for like the their the tagline of the show serial was one story told week by week, which is what serial means. Yeah. The title of the podcast and the tagline of the podcast were just descriptions of the format of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like if The Simpsons was called weekly animated series, the stories change, the characters stay the same. Yeah. Like yeah, it's the, If they had the called most the, Simpsons, on the, name, nose. the Simpsons would have been a hit. If they had done yeah. that, that would have been much <laughs> better. Than yeah, everyone's always turning in. They're like, criticism. what's this? I don't understand. How is he still in third grade? It's um, crazy. Yeah, I. it is crazy to think that, like, some like the world has changed so much besides from just when he went in and when the 
a podcast originally aired, but like, like we live in such a fucked up dystopia that he could probably make a good living just doing the true crime convention circuit. Like he's Bruce Campbell at yeah, Comic Cons. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Cameos. Like, he, oh man, if he's not on cameo already, he will. Yeah, be. he could just. There are just true crime conventions. Uh, if you haven't seen the no. really fascinating documentary, I'll be gone in the dark. They cover this. I didn't know this was like a thing, but like these true crime conventions, they have like um, like serial killer survivors go and are treated like major Oof. actors at Comic-Con. Like they host panels and sign autographs and take pictures with people. Well, it's a whole. Just to be clear, yeah. just to be clear. That's far more interesting than acting. Yeah, I mean, it is. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, much more worthy of respect. Uh, you really yeah. did something, you know. I yeah, as opposed to like I pretended to be a superhero for a couple yeah. of weeks. But yeah, he, the, he like, if he wants, <laughs> that's a very good point. That is a much more interesting person to me. I, 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 yeah. I'm surprised. But this is one of my main. I don't like true crime. I don't think we've talked about this much, but I do I not like, like it true either. crime. And I, I was on a true crime that, podcast for years, and I didn't yeah. like true crime. That's true. You were. I one of the things I I this is one of the things that makes me the most creeped out about it is this like fandom of people around crimes like the people cheering him as he came out of prison it's like oh man this still feels like a tragedy yeah. it's not a sport i'm like like give give him therapists and love yeah. like there's a lot of things he needs but i don't know if like fans are what he needs right yeah now. it's yeah weird. that's kind of weird well and you know the, we don't know what to give people alex yeah well, that's in true. this country gifts for adults we are really, hard we really only have one thing we give people, and it's the dumbest thing you can yeah. imagine. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good point. But I think so. The 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 brother of the murder victim in the story had a great quote in an interview where he was like, "This wasn't a podcast for me." Yeah, which is just the thing that I think we forget all the time, and mm. I think is like such an important like. Even the podcast, the podcast was not about her; it was about Adnan. And like, I do think it's very important that we get people out of prison who are not guilty and even some of the ones who are guilty i think we should get probably get rid of most prisons but i i do not think the focus and the way true crime works makes a ton well, of sense um it grosses me out a little bit and even if that weren't the case if you remember the ending of serial season one was that was it yeah, that yeah. was the ending of the show was right. like i probably didn't do it but we're well, not even that me, sure and then we just to me know. the whole like the thing that i found found so profound about the first season of serial it's been a long time since i listened to it but was like truly understanding the term beyond a reasonable doubt which is what i think was like the thesis of serial mm, and yeah. what that yeah, yeah. actually yeah. means and the fact that you have like the story of Serial helped me put in perspective a phrase I'd always heard and had like intellectually knew what it meant, but I really didn't understand like the true like layers yeah. to that phrase and the importance and power yeah. to the phrase beyond a reasonable doubt, which is something I thought Serial did excellent in the first I, season. Um, this is a good yeah. point. And I would not, I would not suggest that I did not get lots of good stuff mm -hmm. out of this. But almost every true crime thing I've ever participated in, the ending was disappointing. Like we almost never know the ending. There's the, yeah. there was that one HBO one where they like kept the bat the mic on him and he went to the bathroom. The he was like, oh, yeah. I shouldn't have killed all those people. But except for that one, every other show ends with, well, he probably did well, it. We don't know. And I it's mean, so disappointing. So I just want to make a case really quick. If you think you like true crime, I would just like to suggest fake crime. 
I yeah. think yeah. you would love because like when you watch a movie about a crime, they can then just show you the clip where the crime is committed and you know the answer. Yeah. It's so yeah. much more satisfying. Do, a lot like, better. Uh, and with none better. of the gross moral They can part. do that thing like in David Fincher's Zodiac when they just in heavenly apply someone who wasn't the Zodiac killer was the Zodiac killer at the just end. Just have him give you a nice yeah. like I'm a serial killer wink exactly. while he's at I, work. I haven't yeah. uh, been following I mean, this case too much, Alex, but um, has anyone heard from Jay? Because if I was Jay, I'd be real <laughs> kind of worried and looking over my shoulder right now. Because this is the main oh, thing no. I remember from Serial. Oh, no. Is that Jay was like, so there's either in, Jay might or he it. was involved in it, or he, if he wasn't, yeah, he, he certainly helped send a good friend of his to prison for 23 years of crime he didn't commit. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. No matter how you cut it, no matter what is true, it, it's going to be a weird day yeah, for Jay. That's Jay. true. I have not checked on what Jay's about. I, she did mention in the episode today, She said, Sarah said that um, there are two potential yeah. suspects that were not excluded properly, and she knows who they are, but will not say their names because they have not been charged or are not mm-hmm. being have not been officially investigated yet, which makes me think they're not Jay, because she said Jay's yeah, yeah. names a bunch of times. Um and also, both of them are like in jail for other crimes they've committed since then. Yeah. So, like, which is b- a bad look. But I, yeah, I don't know. I Jay certainly seems like he's had a tough time of it but yeah, um, from life as well. This so, whole yeah, thing, again, yeah, every, doesn't, definitely didn't come off. Everything about it feels gross. Even the like sort of the happy ending came from like the fact that like the prosecutor purposely bent the rules and did not do their job twenty three years ago. And mm-hmm. like you, it's the type right. of thing when like you, whenever I hear about a single story with the American justice system that is like, oh, but this thing happened. And it's like, how many other people did the prosecutors did not share a vital yep. piece of information with the defense and they didn't get podcasts yep. made about them. So no one went back and checked like right. just the scale of it. It's like one good thing yeah. is supposed to make you for, forget that it's like, oh, this is just like a some well, systematic thing happening all across the country every day. It's This is a good point, and we should all be mad about this almost every day. But let's take a break from this. We're going to move on from the news. Let's talk about something that has the most clear moral feelings you'll ever have. This is unambiguous. You don't have to worry about anything at all <laughs> when we talk about what? this next topic. Because uh, okay. it's time for the game. Oh. It's time for segment two, the game. This week on the show, we're talking about Hero, the 2002 wuxia film directed, co-written, and produced by Zhang Yimou and starring Jet Li, Tony Long, Chia Wai, and Maggie Chung, and also, most importantly to us, Zhang Zia. Just to get Donnie um, Yen so, looking real sweet with that long hair uh, in a very short I love, scene. I love yeah. all the hair. A lot of flowing. Well, in so general, I would say hair. a lot of flowing everything. Yeah. Robes, uh, hair, yeah. Yeah. arrows seem to this be flowing. Oh, yeah, yeah. The arrows. A lot scene. of hot people. Uh, and also, yeah. does this yeah. movie have the biggest gulf between characters with spoken dialogue and extras in any movie that wasn't like a 1920s historical epic? The, yeah, I mean, it does feel like one of those movies in the twenties where they're like, "We made the whole town be in this movie." They yeah, didn't the have a choice. So this is they're all versus like six people actually, who speak. It's eighteen thousand people from the actual like Chinese army. Mm. Oh, okay. Wow. According to according to IMDb, yeah. so they were already wow. probably on salary for standing around in armor. Yeah. So it makes sense, but different armor, presumably. 
Yeah, presumably lighter armor these days. Um, Ezra, this was your pick. Why yeah. did we watch Hero this week? Uh, okay, so obviously it's a good game move, right? Because I wanted to link uh, my fate with with Hunters, right? And form that yeah, alliance. Yeah, you don't have to mm-hmm. your horn. Good game move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Great move. In fact, I mean, we should actually take a second. Actually, let's take a second pause on this. Yeah. You did figure out the game. Mm. You figured out it, or not? Maybe not the only winning move, but a strong, you know, strong move Alex, that no one else figured Alex, out. Yet. We should oh, yeah. save this yeah, actually, for the end because what we should have done is had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we do have to. No, what I mean is we end. should have Ezra tell a different story about why he chose this movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then at the end of the podcast, Alex, you should have been like, "No, that's a great story." But the truth is, you get some lucky you to, get to, right, to defeat me. So I. I it's a reasonable theory, but you said you were working together with Hunter, and I know Hunter is a backstab and would never <laughs> yeah. have worked together with you this far. You were never yeah. lovers. Uh, <laughs> so you moved you moved us this week to this movie because it was your pick for points is really the right, actual and, story. And, right, and the reason I picked this, though, in addition to it being a point-scoring one like likely to have, like I remember when I saw this, um, I think... Uh, like. One of our friends uh, from college, I think Eric Waylitz showed this to me originally. I think this is like mm. only on DVDs available before, like uh, before you could actually uh, see it in theaters um, mm. in the U.S. Like this was just for me mind-blowingly beautiful when I saw yeah. it. Yeah, this is a really cool like like if it, I had not seen, I think I I must have seen Crouching Tiger, but it's probably about the other only other like kind of like really like you know big scale uh, like uh, like epic like this that I'd seen. Yeah, and, and it was just I've never I did not realize that you could put so much effort and beauty into every single frame yeah. basically and like that amount of work on the screen um like i think maybe some janky cg like arrows aside yeah. largely still looks very really beautiful yeah. to me it's looks kind of and yeah, i think that's the thing that, that it's kind of sad that actually this movie was almost made like three years too early for like the cg stuff to catch up like if this movie had literally been made three years later like the three cg effects that don't hold up would be flawless like we, we were just on that threshold yeah. of like yeah. within two three right. years the cg arrows the cg but, flames the little things like that would all look if flawless it had been, nowadays you know but if it had been three years earlier would they have not tried yeah. which might have also been good oh interesting it's like well we're just gonna shoot you with a lot yeah. of arrows from start to leave <laughs> <laughs> well we'll put somebody we'll put a dummy with your clothes on it and shoot it with arrows <laughs> Um, okay, so let me summarize for people who have not seen Hero uh, from 2002. Allow me to summarize in my patented six and 6.3 point mm. micro summary, just like it always is. Okay, so it's a few hundred years before CE, and it's in the area that will someday be China if everything goes according to King Sh- Quinn? King Quinn? Chin? Chin? I, think, um, I never know how to pronounce the Q. Um, King Chin's plans. He's going he's gonna to take chin and he's gonna they're going all the way to the top they're gonna they're gonna get all the other areas that used to have other people living there and not (laughs) wanting him to be their king the only thing standing in his way though is one mighty assassin one who the only assassin who would dare and you might you might watch this and think he kind of seems like a hero right um he's he's gonna gain access to this reclusive king and he's gonna do that by bringing the swords of the other three top assassins in what we can kind of deem China's premier league of assassins. One spear, so, two swords. Well, it was a spear with a sword on the end of it, and he brought the sword part. 
Also, mm. well, and, and one sword was kind of broken. That's the it name. It was broken. Yeah, we, we'll come to that. Okay, so the fr- the three <laughs> the three things he brings first up is Long Sky, who has a sword on the end of a spear and, and fights in a rainy game Alex, parlor. Do you know what a spear um, is? A spear has a pointy thing at the end of it. I just I, I know it's always a pointy thing, but this one looked more like a bro- a, sh- a short broadsword on a stick than on the other kinds of spears. You're but, describing yeah. a um, spear, though. That's what a spear is. I know, but they're different <laughs> shapes, and I think if you want, if you look closely, you'd be like that looks more sword like than average how so what ha- how many spears have yeah. you seen is this coming from a place of deep spear knowledge or yes this is deep spear do you go, oh my god that guy has a tiny sword no it's, it's, it's a little it's itty bitty sword you know you know <laughs> what what you know, when you see someone with okay. a side you're not like oh We'll loop around. We'll finish the spear debate later. Second up is flying no, 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 snow. No, no. We need to is... talk more about the spear yeah. right now, Alex. I mean, come on. Flying snow like... is the world's best arrow stopper, where she uses her robe to stop all arrows. And then third up is broken sword, who uses a broken sword because broken sword is his name, his sword style, and his personal brand. He has leaned into person. He's leaned into broken sword, and I sort of it, it feels like one of those things. I don't. I don't know the backstory of broken sword. But I feel like he was fighting somebody not that good, and his sword was broken, and he like won, and was like, "Oh, maybe I'm better without the end of the sword." I don't know why you guys are doing this. And then, yeah, he just goes that way forever. Um, yeah, he by far of the three of them, the best personal branding. Like, yeah. what would what would Long Sky paint on the wall for you to know Long Sky had been there? But you know exactly the logo that bro- that Broken Sword would produce. Oh, totally. Nameless totally. is also very confusing. I think as a brand as well, like of the name of a, of a because like Na- I mean, Nameless definitely sounds like a brand of like a store brand where it's like Nameless Beans, and then it's just a white label <laughs> with beans in black. Yeah, That's right. Cool. It just has beans. Yeah, bean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> broken sword the logo obviously the the up and down line on the d in sword would be a sword where the top is broken off oh, like mm. you have oh now. so true should we, should we get a collab with the broken sword i think we might yeah yeah read, read it and we x broken sword collab uh we're releasing two mm. hats there's a long line around the block on fairfax avenue all right Wait, so anyway the hat has the top like kind of clipped off obviously oh the the bill is broken that yeah. might be too much um so anyway so so nameless is like sits down with the king the prize for defeating these people is you get to sit exactly a killing distance away from the king so he sits down and he tells the story of how he cleverly defeated these three assassins but the king is also clever slash has the aid of magical lie detecting candles and together those two things call bullshit and say that's not the real story even though we the viewer just watched those stories unfold turns out we were also lied to there was an unreliable narrator to us it wasn't truthful then, color that's how you yeah. know yeah red not not yep. accurate as yeah. a color that's not truth yeah yeah truth oh, is white i, didn't, I did not truth realize the truth was not red that's him i because the, the light detector, the ink is red. So, like, that's how you know they're yeah, lying. Well, anyway, so, so the king is like, ah, I don't think those two people are that horny. So he's like, your story's wrong. Um, I think you're actually here to kill me. And then he's like, ah, you got me. And you shouldn't have put me 10 paces away because I am the famous assassin who invented the move killing you at 10 paces exactly. That's not even how it happens, Alex. It's way crazier than that. The, the <laughs> king is like, I think it, there maybe is a move 
where you can kill someone within 10 paces and then the assassin's like yeah, yeah I you got it yeah, yeah that was it. i got it he literally just pulled it out of nowhere <laughs> like he's like there must be some sort of kill within 10 paces yeah. maneuver no other reason why you do <laughs> this it just so happens which by well, the way he, would be the craziest the information thing he had was you could have that suddenly if you only brought me one ass assassin sword i would have put you 20 paces away but you brought me two which means you are only effective somewhere below 20, but above nine paces yeah. is your yeah. key killing range. Real and he's creative like, you got me? guy. Yeah. Real exactly. creative guy when it comes to assuming he's already yeah. dead, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, sure enough, the king is right. Uh, we see So now we see all those fights again with added interpersonal conflict and a change of colors, um, including the fact that um, in addition to inventing a 10 paces move, he has a he has a he found a magic stab hole where just like David Blaine where you can stab him and it doesn't hurt them forever. Um, and we also learned that um, Flying Snow has a, a, a an elixir a stab elixir where if she like puts the ointment on your stabs your stabs go away. Mm -hmm. But then later when her true love is stabbed by her, she's like ah fresh oh, out of okay. ointment you should have stopped me. Oh, that, and then, that stab elixir though that was not real either. Oh, that was in yeah, one of the lies the, too. That was in the yeah. not real story. Oh, right? Okay, and sorry. Like, here's the I weird thing about this: only two <laughs> things actually happened that you actually saw this whole time. Everything else was staged or imagined. Yeah, and also like, oh man, the people. So, I got confused between what stage and what's imagined. People can fly in this universe, and like the Alexos, where you yeah. have your issues. Like, you seem to have no problem with no, people I, flying I, around. I look. I have no problem with the elixir existing. I have a problem with her forgetting to use the elixir that again i have no problem with you flying but if you're like oh i can fly and then the last scene you're like oh if only i could fly that's what bothers me it's the yeah, i don't right, mind right. the magic it's the consistency but if yeah, i misunderstood yeah. and that was not real yeah. then that's why she didn't use well, that it could that have makes been, more sense so the only things so i guess so the only things that actually happened that were not staged uh, or imagined were either the um like the when they stormed the castle in the green okay mm -hmm. That was real. That actually happened. That's from the king's point of view. And then also the very uh, I'm gonna like the fight at the end on the sand uh, when yes. they're both in white. Yes. That was also real. Everything else was either uh, imagined or staged. Yeah, because right. you, you have to remember uh -huh. the color is huh. like the 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 metaphor for the thing he's injecting into the story, right? So like red is jealousy, like uh -huh. anger. Blue is like this. They're overly logical and cold. And then at the yeah. end, they're w yeah. all in white, and that's like the untainted truth, right? The color is the, the thing he's hitting okay, cool, on cool, the cool. thing. I did not get that. That's incredible. Yeah. Okay, so all of this leads to this one point, which is where the assassin is like, hey, you're exactly in my range. I don't even have to take one pace closer to you, although there's literally nothing stopping me. Um, I could just take one pace. If I had a nine pace killing move, I could use that, but mm. I don't even need to. I'm at 10 pace. I got a 10 pace killing yeah. move. Can you just get a one pace longer sword also and then be at 11? I feel like that's also possible. I think the weight would be off. I don't know if it would work. And been um, like, this works at 30 yards, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, they did invent uh, yeah, Chinese did invent yeah. gunpowder, right? So anyway, they're like, he's like, all right, so you're sitting, you're 10 paces away. You got a 10 pace killing move. I'm the king. You want to kill me? What's the hold up? And he's like, ah. But buddy, <laughs> my magic candles think that you are indecisive. My <laughs> again, very correct. It's a very insightful king. Indeed, he is indecisive because he has been convinced by another assassin that they should not kill this king because they have realized that all the death and bloodshed, all the brutal conquering of other lands, that the genocide committed by this king is justified. Because in the end, we're yeah. going to get China, and China's rad. 
Also, yeah. this movie may or may not have been paid for by China. Yeah, this, and that's the movie. It was. That's, no, it was. This, it, it was. Even when I, may or may I have. saw this. <laughs> may or may have. I saw this yeah, like, opening weekend when it got a theatrical release in the States. I was like 14, 15 years old. And even then, as like a dumb 15-year-old, I was like, that movie fucking owns. <laughs> it looks great. It's so beautiful. The music's amazing. But there was something yeah. that was just like, but I think the moral of that movie is that tyrants are actually good. Um, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, is I mean, so it's bizarre. a pretty wild moral of yeah, the story, that tyrants, yeah. that, dude. And it's like this guy, yeah. it's, like, but it's made by specifically this one tyrant is rules, and it's made by the tyrant. It's like, hey, you guys, I'm. I know you. There's some thoughts out there about whether or not I'm a good guy. I'm telling you, it's cool. Just, it's kind of a like it's gonna it's cool. be worth it. Yeah, kind yeah, of deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the means the movie, a hundred percent. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. As made Which by is, the people in, who get the most benefit yeah, from this the is end. a, I've been a movie about like okay, this guy massacres a entire school. Uh, he will murder yeah. you in the streets, but he cried once. So like. Yeah, it's hard to say who's like, oh, oh, yeah, so whatever. Yes. whatever. Yeah. Even the people who know me the best think I'm kind of a piece of shit, yeah. but I'm not. You know? Yeah, also, <laughs> very you know, moral. Jet Li needs to die, you know, even yeah. though, like, he was super wronged and he's just some, like, you know, just some, and, some literally and, an orphan yeah. boy. He was allowed to be here. He he did the prize correctly. He got his prize. He's allowed to leave. And they're like, ah, he did think about it yeah, though, yeah. right? Did he think about it? He thought about it. I wow. mean, really? Fuck crime. It, That's the end of the movie. movie. Fuck crime. Kind of yeah, end kinda, with like, yeah, but who's the real hero here, right? It's the tyrant. I mean, that's exactly Tyrant's what it is. The, the, end of, the end of the movie. Yeah. Well, I, oh, look, I forgot. Got I a hero's, he got a hero's uh, he burial, a burial also, which is equally weird. If you think about extremely weird. Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. I will kill him. And he didn't do anything, but also he did a great job. I think job. he's really cool. Yeah. He's cool. Cool, cool, <laughs> cool. Dude, cool. And he's I forgot dead. that I had set that and up so in the beginning of my summary. Like, oh, yeah. Sorry. No, no. Sorry. You go ahead. Andre. I was interrupted. I, I just meant, you know, it's just like a way for him to be like, he's cool. He's dead. And there's nothing more we need to say about yeah. him. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. give him a yeah, name. But he got end, everything they wanted. Bill. Like yeah. this. This is a this is a movie. His name was Robert Paul. Yeah, this is a movie about how the state will murder your family, make you a vengeful person, murder you, and then make you a murderer to reinforce the state's will. Oh yeah, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, like it does feel it feels a little bit like if this was a movie about a Native American talking to the president of the United States yeah. and being yeah. like, I, I gotta say, I thought a lot about it. America's rad. You did good. Yeah. You've it done was good worth job. It. It was I'm glad you have yeah. this land. We would not have watched the U.S. version of this movie. Yeah. We and, wouldn't have. And although, hopefully, no one would. Yeah, have. Imagine, yeah hopefully, I'm sure it would be hard to watch. But if they made it this beautiful, yeah. imagine yeah, a movie <gasps> in which a Native American goes to speak to Andrew Jackson, and he's just like Jesus Christ, <laughs> Mr. Look, Jackson. At the end of it is like, good job, Andy. Andy. Earn yeah, it. Earn yeah. this. Earn the this. end. It freeze Look, phases. I, I understand you better than anybody yeah, else. It, it, the ending shot is it freeze phases, freeze frames on Andrew Jackson's face, and it pulls out, and it's a twenty dollar bill. Is using in the modern day, and then they right, and then he kills the guy yeah. anyway. Um, 
as he walks out of the White House from the end of the meeting, yeah. they're like, oh, he's like, good job. I just came here to say, good job, Andy. And then on the way yeah. out, the president hey, shoots him. on the him. way Keep out, take up. a blanket. It's free. Have fun with it. You know? <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's a messed up. It is. I'm, I'm, I'm glad this is not a, okay. I'm glad we didn't have to fight no. about that. Now that we've gotten that out of the way. It's a very strange propaganda movie. But once we get that out of the way. This is the, one of the best looking swirling stuff yeah. movies I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Real Everything is swirling. There are rain, leaves, arrows, robes, just so much beautiful swirling. Yeah. Like I've never yeah. thought of swirling the way I did yeah. in this movie. Incredible. Yeah, and I do think it does have a yeah. few like good ideas in it in terms of like the not just like the choreography and stuff, but like stuff that you can apply to your life and to a society. Like I do think that if cops come to arrest you and you can beat up the cops, they should have to be like, okay, turn around to your play. Good. So you get to go for it. Right, they bow beforehand. <laughs> and if you win, they yeah, bow after I think they if leave. You, I think that's can fair. bend a that. cop's gun, he has to be like, all right, well, you should. You get to go for it. <laughs> oh, hey, fair enough. <laughs> okay. Of the like, okay. Of the like mystical fightings, I do like the wire work. I think it's yeah. cool. They didn't lean into it as heavily as Crouching Tiger. There's a little less wire work and, um, which, but, but the when the swords turn to rubber, when they like hit a sword and it goes, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, and bends, oh, I loved it every time. It yeah. was such yeah, a delight rules. to watch a sword every reshape yeah, around rules. something. <laughs> so cool. Uh, I mean, it's really beautiful. I there and they actually, I will also like the plot of it, the 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 assassination attempt, the story, the king revealing all those stories is extremely yeah. cool. Yes. I really do like the way it's all laid Absolutely. out, except for the reasoning. Yeah. But everything else yeah. is Well, yeah, great. it's like, you know, it's yeah. obviously like a clear sort of homage to Rochamon, right? Like, it's very much trying to do that kind of structure within, like, a, a, a kind of classical Chinese martial arts epic. Uh, and I think that's neat. We always called it paper, rock, scissors when we were kids, but I have heard it called Rochamon. <laughs> <laughs> that's dumb stupid <laughs> okay i'm <laughs> it's, good. To, it's good we can just move forward you know um, you know what i mean let's yeah. chug ahead <laughs> have you guys looked up what this real the assassination that this is actually based on was like oh no because there was a real based off there, a historical assassination of that emperor well yes except of that same yeah that, that future emperor then king um Except it is the actual assassination is so much more screwball comedy than beautiful wuxia epic. So the assassin did show up and was allowed entrance because he brought the head of one of the king's enemies in a box, mm -hmm. which is okay. like a great gift. We're just and talking about it's hard to know what to give adults. He said, he's like, okay, great. That's head of, an, head of your enemy. And then he also brought a map that showed where the enemy's army was doing, but he had a little dagger hidden in the map. But then the king like grabbed the map and was like the dagger fell out. And so then the king was like, oh shit. And he so got wait, it thrown away. Mean? Small sword, right? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. The tiny sword falls. So then the king jumps up, tries to pull his sword out, but it gets stuck in his scabbard. So he goes, ah shit, and just runs around a pillar. Mm. And then the, the assassin chases him around a pillar and they just run around the pillar mm. for a while until oh the king's God. doctor goes, oh, pull it the other way. And then he pulls out the sword and puts it out. And then the assassin runs into the sword. It is hilarious. How many options are there to pull hill out a, a, a sword? I don't know. I, I didn't quite understand Was the physics pushing? of how you like push and pull. Scabbard? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, maybe it's like one of those, like a uh, like a, a medicine right, cap for children when you have to push down and then twist. Uh, oh, child lock. Sure, you don't stab yourself. Yeah, it's a child-proof sword. Anyway, it's just like a hilarious goofball messed up uh, assassination, and then they turned it into the most badass, beautiful assassination attempt ever oh created. My God. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's great. That's great. 
I just um, love everybody that worked on this movie. This is just like some of my yeah. favorite actors of all time. Yeah. Um, the cinematography is done by Christopher Doyle, uh, who will be doing the cinematography yeah. on the next film that we watched too, which is uh, fantastic. And also we watched uh, In the Mood which for Love uh, a long time ago, which has both both Tony and Maggie are in that one. Yeah. And Christopher Doyle doesn't yeah. do all of the cinematography, but he does do some of it, uh, including cool. a lot of the interior mirror work which generally uh is what gets people really excited they really like that that's so good um, yeah. and he's so good yeah. in this it's just really i love yeah. beautiful I mean, looking I film the thing i'll specifically i want to have as a point of contrast is like there really is so much effort the director put into mm-hmm. this right yep. like so i think like for the for that uh for the water fight one it's like they can only shoot for like two hours a day when the when the water was completely still and there's no wind basically and it just took like yeah. weeks to do oh um, man and like they, they brought that's in cool all the different kind, like it just they had to bring in a whole bunch of leaves from elsewhere basically and, and they had he had like a grading system of leaves of like four different categories of leaf goodness and based on like how far away <laughs> he's going to do them from the um uh from the camera it's just i think that level of it's attention so hilarious that Ratner. you made us watch rush hour two and the directorial effort that went into that versus this mm. one like together they averaged to like a normal amount of work yeah, for one a movie. Apatow, you know yeah <laughs> yeah i love that and you can see it i mean that's the thing is both of those things are you can see the work paying off I, that's really cool yeah and i mean this yeah. so i'm yeah. interested yeah just like the simple like scale and all the people you would have like just this is the type of movie that like the director's obviously doing a lot of work but you think about like what the assistant directors have to do on this movie, just in terms of like wrangling yeah. this number of extras and making sure they're all oh in the God. right places. Like it's rare when a movie watch it, you watch a movie when you're like, man, that first and second AD are working harder than like Brett <laughs> yeah. Radner worked yeah. on Rush Hour 2. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's insane That's yeah. uh, so how much work yeah. would yeah. have to go into just like making sure people are where they need to be in full wardrobe mm-hmm. at a certain time and like it's just it's incredible um yeah and like these are soldiers they're not film experts they're not full-time extras they were probably not used to how this was going to work mm-hmm. although they are used to being told where to stand and not yeah, being allowed to yeah, move for part. long periods of time so that's probably actually good a good place to hire extras. But like, even like just the extras in like the calligraphy school scene and like the way some of them go down and like, yeah. those aren't all CG eras. Yeah. Some of them were certainly live, you know, like probably on strings being launched down around them. Yeah. But uh, just okay. like the precision of everything that had to go into that sequence. Um, yeah. And also my, one of my favorite, favorite se- sequences is in during the arrows attacking the calligraphy school so if, if it, so if you haven't seen it um one of the assassins is hiding in a clip or two of them are hiding in a calligraphy school and the um the massive future chinese uh army is a, a very good at arrows they have arrows that they launch with their hands they have arrows that they launch with their balls and feet together in mm. sort of like a laying back pose they launch a lot of arrows so they launch this just massive wave of arrows that are, and the school is like, we will fight them with calligraphy. And so they just sit there yeah. writing as the arrows rain down on them. But the 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 lead, the 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 guy hiding, one of like the broken arrow or broken sword, sorry, different character. Broken sword, a very important branding thing. Um, at one point, he's he's painting this giant calligraphy, uh, uh, and then an arrow falls and he just grabs it and uses it as a calligraphy yeah, pen. Yeah. He just breaks yeah, yeah. the tip off because he has to be broken. That's part of his brand. 
and then just keeps on calligraphying, I mean, and it's, yeah, it's a very cool movie. And he has this look on his face of just being slightly annoyed, yeah. like yes. just slightly put off. It's not like yeah. he's scared. Yeah. It's just kind of like, ugh. That doing sequence. It. Yeah. Wow. How much longer are they going to do doing this? the actual painting, and it's like just the biggest wind machine. He's the biggest fan. A foot from him <laughs> blowing yeah. straight into yeah. his face in these like the slow-mo shot. As he's painting, yeah, he. Uh, I mean, all the actors are good yeah, well, in this really... movie. Tony is maybe one of the best actors living today, uh, and he adds yep. so much. Absolutely, his dramatic scenes in this movie are so good. Yeah. Stuff that could come off very campy and over the top. He really sells um, the emotion yeah. and the drama of these scenes, and he is so yeah. fucking good in this movie. One confusing thing about that scene, though, especially with the arrow and him him drawing this this calligraphy, is that we've grown up being told that the pen is mightier than the sword. But when you use a sword to do pen work to write mm. the word sword, and the word sword is written in a way that means put down your sword, I don't even know what to think anymore. That's yeah, yeah. that's a that's a rubric. Did I go of, back to pens? pens I'm swords. not sure where we settled on that, but I don't know what's the mightiest <laughs> long thing. <laughs> Incidentally, by the way, a pen is just a writing sword. That's what we decided. Ah, yes, yes, yes. The writing sword. Or, or, or a writing spear. Yeah, I think it's time to rank it. So um, mm. where this is going to be an interesting one, I think. Where do we put Hero on the list of the 31 best films of all time? Oh, season five. Um, do you want me to start re- reading from Shrek? Do you want me to start at the top? Where do you want to go? I think this is top 10 for me. So I would take that. Yeah, same. Top Absolutely. 10. Um, I th- okay, so let's actually... Um, yeah, interesting. Okay, so let me give you the top ten real quick. So in order, from one to ten, The Third Man, Edge of Tomorrow, Lion King, Eternal Sunshine, Iron Giant, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Good, Bad, Ugly, Batman, Unforgiven, and Apollo 13, the greatest film of all time. Where do you put Hero from 2002? Damn. I think I'm going to put it at five and a half. Five and a half between Iron Giant and Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, so I think I'm I'm kind of using the like. What are the things I really want to show? Like this, I I would show. I don't think I'd show like six through ten to my kids necessarily. But in terms of like, yes, when they're old enough, I want them to see this. Team to your children. Do you hate everything or just (laughs) America? It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Um, but but this one, I think it's it is visually mandatory. I think in lots of ways, but uh, I think it's a notch down from the message wise. Of Iron Giant, which is like Guns Bad, which I will yeah, that's over, very true. And the, over, that is pretty good. good. This is Guns Bad. Is, is is true also? They also think it's like lay down your sword, but it's to the tyrant. Mm. It's like yes, hand your right, sword yeah. over. Don't use guns because our overlords don't care for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little different. I I love that. I think that's a really good answer. I was gonna put it. I was leaning three and a half between Lion King and Sunshine in terms of like, especially in terms of like like how excited I am to talk about it. I would yeah. rather talk about it than sunshine, but like Lion King is too perfect. It's hard for me to be mad on it, but you're right. The message has to knock it down a few. So I'm going to also, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to rank it. Five oh no. As well. I was also going to say the same thing, like the exact. So we're just all agreeing. Mm. Great. we got three, five point five. Anthony, what up, Anthony? Are you going to say it's worse than Shrek? No, it it's not. Messed it's certainly not worse than Shrek, but <laughs> honestly, my biggest problem with this movie is that it has not been released in 4K, so I only had to watch it in 1080. Um, and that right. was a real... And, like, look, I'm not, like, saying... Uh, but you know it's going to be, be so good when it comes out Yeah, 4K, this movie in 4K would certainly really step it up a notch. But yeah, I did watch Batman in 4K. And that 
fucking mm-hmm. own. So I'm going to put this yeah. one behind Tim Burton's 1989 masterpiece, Batman. So still pretty high on the That's list. Interesting. But I like Ain't I that. like everything below that a little bit more than this. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, interesting. Hey, that's so that's kind of I, think, I think it's a flawed yeah. movie. It's just made by like my favorite people, yeah. basically. Right. But it's right. It, it's not yeah, just like it massive. Made by your favorite people, paid for by not the best people. Yeah, yeah, by not the best. Yeah. But okay, so that gives an average score of six point two five, which makes this the new seventh best film of all time, putting it below Cuckoo's Nest and above The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, which I think is a very yeah. interesting and reasonable place for it not to wrong. be. I don't. Hate I like that. it. I like it. Um, all right. So now we got a couple of orders of business. Ezra, first of all, will you please read the official score going into today's? Oh, effort? yeah. I forgot about that part. All right. Let me go to the pinned. Everyone has 11 except you. You have 12. Yeah, I do. In second, Hunter with 11. In second, Alex with 11. In second, Anthony with 11. In first, Ezra with 12. Well, congratulations. Ding. You just earned yourself five big points. What are you going to do with those five points? I don't think I'm doing anything weird with this. Uh, like so, uh, Anthony, you this is this is happening because of you, yep. right? You get your two, mm-hmm. and I'm going for three for the rest. All right, all right. So well, well, you are taking this, three this points. This is not the deal we assigned. This is not the deal we assigned. We we're forgetting one crucial detail. What was the deal? You need to give what Hunter one of your points, and then Hunter needs to give oh, you right. one of his points oh, next week. Sure. Just even All though right. it doesn't change anything, right. it's, like it's a sign thing. of respect yes, that's right. and insurance. Sign of yeah, respect. You're right. That, respect yes, point. I just okay. Right. So okay. So so two to you, Anthony. Two to me, uh, and Hunter. One to you, and we'll see if it comes back. Yeah. yeah. No, this right. is a yeah. sign so, of faith. Get it. Um, Good. This is what I want to see. Great. I love it. Okay. So now Ezra, what is the score currently? Okay, now it is Ezra fourteen and oh, sorry, go for the go from the bottom. Alex eleven, uh, in the bottom, and then tied for second, uh, we have uh, sorry, no, no, blowing it. Uh, <laughs> then we have Hunter with twelve, all right, and then we have yeah, Anthony with thirteen, okay, and then me with fourteen. All right, all right. um, the most confusing ever reading of a I nailed it but in one take. The <laughs> point is. is the point is the game has gotten away from me. Now, Ezra, it's time for you to pick your next movie. This is five completed movies for you of the season. Um, That's the record I'm going for. You have deemed uh, the right to choose your next movie. You have passed along to the Meat Buddies. So I asked all of our Meat Buddies by email, because I know nobody wants to pay for to pick to nominate movies. Now, Ezra, I would like you to randomly either pick, because you have not seen this list. I have this no. list. You've not seen it, right? Right. Um, we have 22 suggestions Ooh, from Meat Buddies. Wow. You can either pick a number between 1 and 22, or you can ra- do a random number generator or whatever, but I would like you to tell me what number on this list are you going to pick. Okay. And I'll tell you, there's some good ones on here and some bad ones on here. Can you send me okay. that list real fast? Or put it, like, Ezra, don't look at it. But can you post it in the chat? I just want to see it. I just wanna... I'm going to read you more, th- more of them afterwards. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I'll post it afterwards. Right. But I want to see him pick first. All right. So I did a random number generator on this between 1 and 22. Uh-huh. And I like this because there's a number I think that I was uh, when I played soccer. This is number eight we're going for. Number eight. Number All right. eight. The number eight movie. Uh, oh, okay. So this is this is a, a nominated by Hannah, who is our librarian correspondent. And Hannah has nominated Cinderella 1997, the made-for-TV movie produced by and featuring Whitney Houston. Whoa. According to Hannah, 
The cast is great for the game, including Brandy, Bernadette Peters, Whoopi Goldberg, um, Victor Garber, and Jason Alexander. And it's available to stream on Disney Plus. So that is what we're watching. Cinderella, or that's where you're hoping to get to. Cinderella. Victor Garber? 1997. What I love about this is that it's our first made-for-TV movie, too. I think that's fun. Apparently, that's, Uh, that's allowed now. Yes, we agree that that's allowed. Um, all right, some other some other highlights that you didn't do. My or my one of my favorite one was our, an immediate like minutes after I sent this email response from Mallory, who nominated the movie Can't Hardly Wait and said, hmm. um, "Really far behind on this podcast. I have no idea what you mean by points, targeting, steering, or any of that stuff. But it'd be a fun movie to watch." I, I have actually considered Hey Can't Hardly Wait several times on this one. Interesting. Uh, I And I, I just love the idea of somebody being like setting themselves up a little treasure to listen to years from now. Um, uh, also, uh, Kristen nominated The Conqueror, the movie that killed John Wayne. Um, Gabe wanted us to watch Dark Crystal, which I think would be really interesting. I've been meaning to watch yeah. that. It was, uh, that's Dark the Crystal. Genghis Khan movie, right? The one that everyone got um radiation because they brought in uh radiated rocks to make because he was playing genghis khan so i needed to look like mongolia so they brought in radiated rocks from the um nuclear test site and everyone involved in that movie got cancer and died oh god well that's awful i'm I'm not doing that um carrie suggested big trouble in little china which would have been a lot of john wayne playing genghis khan how is that not karma and life getting you back (laughs) yeah for the hubris of john wayne playing genghis khan yeah it's Um, true also suggested uh, the princess bride which would always be fun um burlesque um two people actually suggested we watch read it and weep the disney channel movie which we did do on the Mm. show a long time ago but anthony and hunter hasn't haven't seen it so I think that would be rel- relatable. Okay. Um, I'm all right. John suggested the Maltese Falcon, hey. which is one of my favorite movies. Ooh, yeah. Um, and I, I might actually pick something like that. That might be a good pick for me anyway. I got my little, if you're watching on the YouTube, I got my little Maltese Falcon that I keep here on my desk. Yeah. Sort of a family uh, crest. And, and I mean, Peter um, Lorre is so much modern stuff, so it'll be very easy to get to. It'd be tricky. Um, and then uh, one more. Uh, Michael suggested The Phantom of the Opera from 2004, which oh. I've been meaning to watch because I had this idea of writing a The Phantom of the Chuckle Hut where like a comedian, <laughs> uh, uh, I get it. like an ugly old comedian yeah. lives in the basement and tries yeah, to like yeah. convince a hot young comedian how to write jokes. And But I've never actually seen Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. I just like this idea enough that I wanted it to like, watch it. It would probably help if you saw it. Yeah. You can't convince myself have to do any it. Have you ever seen anyway. Joel Schumacher's Phantom of the Opera? It no, no, it is something else. It is uh, not already a very good musical, but it's pretty good to see it live. And Joel Schumacher, the director of Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, and Falling Down, <laughs> really swung for the fences on that one, boys. Uh, it is something else. <laughs> okay, well, we have to move real quick. We have two more things to do. Um, that's Ezra's movie is now Cinderella, made for TV from 1997. Um, Hunter, you're up next on the list. What are we yep. watching next week? Yep, we are traveling via Tony Lung himself to Happy Together, my target film. And one of my favorites. This is a movie that you picked that at the time seemed a little far-fetched, mm-hmm. but you and have engineered here. the manu- yeah. move with help from Ezra's clever gamesmanship 
you have <laughs> gotten you, us all the way to and happy thank you, together. Anthony. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Well, that's true. Great. We took, it took, this is, I, I was remembering this while I was watching this movie. We did take two shitty diversions to get to yeah. Hero. Uh, but I'm glad we did. I'm excited yeah. to watch Happy and Together. And I'm, um, I'm excited because I know I was inspired by Hunter last year after he spent a long time, I, I think a little bit on an episode and before, showing off his incredible uh, Wan Kar-Wai Criterion Collection box set that I also bought oh, the yeah. Wan Kar-Wai <laughs> Criterion box set. And I've watched a handful yeah. of them, but so I have not watch watched Happy Together. Uh, so I am also happy yeah. that you and I are going to be using the same disc to watch the same movie this week. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, cool. exciting. very exciting. I like that a lot. Um, well, that is coming up next week. We're traveling via Tony to Happy Together um, from 1997. Um, I'm, I'm very excited. This is a good pick. Good good world. The world's working out great. All right, we have one more quick thing to do. Um, we have a meat buddy to thank, and I'm going to keep this one brief because this one is actually to take more than one week to do. Uh, David became a meat buddy a while ago and didn't know about the Patreon messages. So here's a message from David. I don't know if I should be one of the people who get to welcome on the show, but if you think I am, I am currently teaching my partner calisthenics, mm -hmm. and she has revealed her desire to do a pull-up. And it reminded me of a time on the show when Anthony was insulting those people who were being mean to Simone Biles by saying that they couldn't do a pull-up. How about you guys each set a small personal goal, perhaps Ooh. a 10K without losing your breath, for example, or a single pull-up, or the ability to count to five breaths without having a snack, which is a little bit insulting, David, but I'll take it. Um, uh, maybe... Or maybe we could set him a goal, uh, or we could just make fun of him. Um, this was these were his uh, suggestions, all three of those. But I think we're going to take the first one, and we are going to set a small fitness goal, and we're going to check in. I'm going to put a reminder to check in in one month on the show and see how we're doing on our fitness goals. I definitely goals. think doing so a 10K a without this. losing your breath is a very small fitness goal that people do all the time. I know. I love Look, look, yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. about David, easy. David's been writing for a while, in extremely good shape, yeah. very good shape, famously good shape, uh, a 10K without uh, <laughs> without losing your breath. Do you know how relaxed it would have to be for me to not lose my yeah, breath? You can walk yeah. that. Um, I could drive. I, um, so actually, yeah, I'd also not have to converse. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. So what are you guys setting as your extremely small fitness goals um, um, that we're going to check in in a month? I, so I'm... It's actually great because I'm actually signed up for a 10K. Oh, um, oh. Uh, so for the end of like mid, like in basically one month from now, so it'll be towards the end of October. Um, nice. So I can I can fold in the fitness goal I have for this, which is uh, sub 55 minutes. So, wow. Um, goal is sub 555. So, sub we 55. Drive 55. <laughs> um, five hours and 55 minutes. I feel like I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> um. What's the mile pace on that then? Uh, that's like, it's like I don't know, it's 55 divided by 6.2. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, just under nine minute miles. Just under nine minute mile. Brutal. I hate it. It's, um, this should be doable. Mm. Hunter, do you have a small fitness goal you want to share with us? I So my, my girlfriend has a membership to a gym. Mm-hmm. And she always says stuff like, we should go to the gym together and I'll show you how to do gym stuff. <laughs> I've never been to a gym. Yeah. Nor do I want to go to a gym. But I do have a strong work ethic when mm -hmm. it comes to podcasting. So <laughs> I will visit a gym and do gym stuff weekly. I don't know an amount of times that is that works out. 
That would be four times. Like maybe at least. what is what's realistic? Is twice a week realistic? Yeah, you could totally I do, do more it. than twice a week. You could do twice a week, but if you told me you're going to do it once in the next month, I think that would be great. Like, no, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. Right. Do you remember what I was saying about work ethic? That's yeah. not enough. Twice once? a week. You want me to just go once? That feels like I'm trying to cheat. Yeah, I, the, really I do think it. this is. I do. This is my genuine belief about exercise too. Is like just do the do do a thing once. See how that goes. Like if you yeah, set yourself fair. an impossible goal and then quit, I don't like it. So like, yeah, but Alex, here's what I would like. No, no, no. You don't understand. Okay. You can go to the gym twice a week here's from what I would like now no, no, on October twentieth. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Listen to me. I do not want to be healthy or to uh -huh. do exercise <laughs> or to be an exercise mm. person. You understand? Uh -huh. What I would okay. like to do is get in some reasonable exercise time satisfy this weirdo okay mm -hmm. and then move on with my life you know what i mean <laughs> if i do it once then it's gonna feel like i failed if no, i don't continue okay. to do it I, look i, I, do it, it. Twice I don't week, want to talk like, about oh it, my god i great. tried to go too hard into it and then i just kind of burned out because it was like too much this is great if you told i think for the purposes of this exercise and satisfying our new meat buddy if you just said i went to the gym once with my girlfriend i would think that would be a perfect amount of effort but whatever yeah. it's your life so you're gonna go twice a week every week Anthony, yes. what is your tiny fitness goal? Well, I was thinking about this, and here's what I want to do. So I'm already somebody who uh, I'm on my feet most of the day. I walk a lot just naturally. I like going mm -hmm. for very, very long, like 90-minute, two-hour walks. Anytime I have a day off or I have the time, it's my preferred mm -hmm. form of exercise. It's not the most strenuous thing, but it's how I stay healthy. I love putting on a podcast putting on music and just going for a long walk to clear my head. Um, I, I chain smoke a lot of cigarettes while I do it, but it's still, Hey, it's still walking. <laughs> but anyway, here's some real fresh here's air. Fresh, yeah. uh, anyway, here's my, here's what I was thinking. So I already get a little bit of exercise every, every day. Um, and I try to do something more strenuous once a week, but as, as somebody who has been doing this for years and, you know, I have a smart watch. I kept my smartphone on me. One of the things I've always felt bad for is not using any of the tools I'm literally wearing on my body to yeah. track yeah. what I'm actually doing, right? To be aware oh, of hitting goals and stuff like that, right? It just, it literally just never even crosses my mind. So my goal for this week is not to necessarily, uh, for this month, it's not necessarily to do anything different, but to put in an effort to actually use the tools I have available to me at this. all time and just ignore like just to actually keep track of what the work I'm actually doing and the progress I'm making and stuff like that. So that's my goal is to not to stop I dismissing the rings that constantly pop up on my watch and going, <laughs> fuck you. I don't give a shit and dig in a little bit. You know, that's my goal. I love it. So that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm All right. Putting in an effort. That's a beautiful fitness. Thank goal. you. I love it. I love it. Okay. And then real quick, mine. So I already run. A, I run a lot. Um, not fast, not fast at all. Very slow runner, but I do run constantly. Um, my, I have run over 10 K a couple times, both times were when I got lost. <laughs> um, this is a way all I was looking at my run keeper. Every time I have a personal record, it's because I got lost somewhere. Um, once I got lost in Central Park because the roads are not straight. And then um, just recently, I was in St. Louis and they have a huge park there. And they're like, it's even bigger than Central Park. Well, got lost there again and ran longer than I did mm. when I went to Central Park. So um, I, I get lost a lot. But one of the things I've always wanted to do is I've always wanted to get there's a I live in near Koreatown, I live in North Koreatown. But in Koreatown here in L.A., um, there is a running group called the Koreatown Run Club. And their merch 
is super cool. I love it. And I really want to buy a Koreatown Run Club shirt. However, I have never run with mm. them. And so I would feel like a poser. So what I have been wanting, but and the, the problem is they're one of the runs that I can actually do, the, the lengths I could actually do is on a time during a time when I have a standing meeting. So I haven't been able to go, but I am going to find a time this month where I can visit and run with the Koreatown Run Club. And then as a prize, I get to buy a cool mm. shirt and wear oh, it and not be bad. embarrassed by having a, repping a Koreatown Run Club shirt. So I'm going to go at one point sometime in the next month, I will get to Koreatown Run Club. And then yeah. all these jocks are going to leave me in the dust. And it doesn't matter because mm. I can Heck still yeah. buy a shirt. After. You know, it's been kind of. So those are our fitness schools. Fun talking about this. Uh, this is kind of a side tangent. But my my it's been cool this week. My wife recently got into the. Um, the Pikmin Bloom, which is like a new app from the people who made Pokemon Go and stuff like that. But it's like a mm. walking, tracking thing with Pikmin. Uh, and she loves it and is going on multiple daily walks now because she has gamified walking and is now like obsessed with it. So it has been cool that it's one of those things that is what got me thinking about my fitness goal of just using the technology available right. to me. But if you are looking for a good motivation... I haven't used the app myself yet, but it has really drastically changed the way my wife views walking, and she really loves it. So his little ad for Pikmin Bloom. Yeah, I mean, Bloom. if you could exercise and also catch them yeah. all, I think that's great. That's yeah. cool. All right. Well, we're going to wrap there. Sorry. So um, we will come back, check in again a month, in a month, David, and talk about our fitness goals and where we stand on them. And that is it for our show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Please get in touch with us. Podcast at readdashleep.com is the email. We'd love to hear your thoughts on anything we've said today. Um, also, we are sorry that this episode is not being released in China. It's terrible news. Uh, I don't know why. It just is not uploading for some reason to the anybody living in China. Uh, but we appreciate you guys all listening, and we especially appreciate our meat buddies, including David. And uh, you can normally you can't assign us this much homework, but we are taking it on this week, and I'm excited to do it. Thanks for being here, Ez. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna let you go pick up your kid. Thanks for being here, Anthony. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. And Hunter, always a pleasure. Yes. We'll yes, talk yes, to everybody yes. next week for Happy Together. Right. Psh.